happy I feel happy it's time for happy hour the happiest open mic in San Francisco uh, yeah, yeah we could it's they'll all come in I the, the chunk of chunk on the door I tried to fix it I have no idea what's happening uh, I peed in a litter box the other day you guys yeah uh, I got to got the opportunity to stay with a comedian or excuse me a, a comedian had the opportunity to stay with me and my boyfriend in a 400 square foot apartment for seven days, and I peed in the litter box <laughs> because I had to fucking pee. Here's what I learned from that experience. One, cats are a lot less work than we thought they are. <laughs> they use tiny amounts of pee. Do you know how much human, you know how much, how many clumps a human pee is? It's like eight clumps. It's like, wow. and I'm using compostable litter, so I'm actually throwing that shit down the toilet, right? I had to do it in multiple clumps. It was like I took the biggest shit of my life, but I didn't do that in a cat box, although that would have been wiser for the environment. Either way, I lived with a comedian for seven days, and now I feel like a mom. Uh, 41. I'm gonna start this open mic. I'm not, it's not. I'm not here to do jokes. I was just checking it out for everybody. Uh, first, we're gonna give a big thanks to Trina running the ones and twos. You guys are gonna all be a part of her upcoming show called The Immutables on Sundays from six to eight. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and your first comedian on the Happy Hour open mic. Is comedian so close to my heart because he runs my door and makes money for the station, which makes me so happy. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Call of Connor Doherty. Oh, baby, I didn't even know I was first. Is this new? This thing? Cool. I'm going to stand up here. <laughs> Uh, you guys, I want to start a social justice string quartet called ro Racially Motivated Violins. <laughs> you know that string players are sexually adventurous because they have at least two F-holes. Can't do that joke again. Uh, you guys ever think about outer space? Whoa. Feedback! Yeah. This is, fortunately, I'm doing an Axl Rose bit next, and I can. I don't actually know Guns N' Roses very well. You guys ever think about space? The stuff that's in between the things in space? Turns out it's not much. Space is nearly a perfect vacuum. That must be why my wife is always asking for more of it, am I right? Because <laughs> women love cleaning. That's how that joke works. No, that's not true. Maybe some women do. I've been thinking about uh, 
women in literature. You guys know the author Lydia Davis? She's super cool. She wrote this story called Mildred and the Oboe, where this lady sticks an oboe in her vagina and plays it. And I think this is just like the perfect example of female privilege in literature. Like I understand that publishing and academia and the trade journals and criticism and all that stuff is run by men, but like, come on, Lydia. A man could never get away with writing a story where a lady sticks an oboe in her vagina and plays it. Check your privilege. Maybe we gotta condense that one a little bit or something. I don't know. There's something there. Uh, you guys ever doing the dishes and stop and eat something off of one of them? Me neither. You used to get paid to do that. You used to get paid to do that. Some, oh, man. Sometimes you want reaction. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. This rain, I'm for it. It's funny, though. People think it's going to end the drought. That's not entirely true. Um, the, the You guys know what an aquifer is? It's like an underground lake. The aquifer, big one in the Central Valley, is compressing. So people are saying, you know, it's raining. The drought's over. But that theory does not hold water. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I'm doing my part to end the drought. I'm not showering. Yeah. Woo! No, seriously, I did the math. So I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for like six or seven years or something. And vegetarians, we have meetings. You know, we all keep track of who's eating what. You know, we keep score. The vegans are a little better than we are. Do you know that if you give a vegan cheese, they come instantly? <laughs> it's not true. But so I've been a vegetarian for like six years or something, and I, but I, like all one day I woke up and I was like, I need a hamburger. I just fucking need a hamburger. I haven't had charred ground flesh in six years. But I did the math. The amount of water that goes into producing a hamburger is the same as 28 days showering with 10-minute showers. So I was like, okay, I'll shower once every 28 days. That's too long. So I'll take a five-minute shower once every 14 days, and then I can have that sweet, sweet taste of charred animal flesh. And my vegetarian friends won't judge me because I will still have gotten... I will still be responsible to Mother Nature. <laughs> That's it. Multitasker, right there, Connor Doherty, putting the mic stand back together, telling jokes, being awesome. Uh, I only have two regrets in my life, Colin. Uh, one of them is being a vegetarian for 13 years. Uh, the other one is slapping my mother when I was 17. So we can see the severity of those two ills on society. Your next comedian is a funny, funny man. I'm so glad he's here. And classically, like a gentleman, he's wearing a sport jacket. Please clap your hands wildly for Kevin Whittinghill. Thank you. Always great to be back at Mutiny, even though I dressed like I looked like I wandered in here lost. Not sure where I should be. Uh, like that you get paid to eat uh, stuff off plates. Used 
used to. I feel like you've gotten paid to do things that most humans wouldn't do. Just, I'm kind of thinking if I saw your resume, I'd be like, holy shit, I would never do that. Uh, kidding. Uh, let's see. I, um, people, you know, they talk about my voice. You've, you've mentioned it before. They do talk about it. You know, um, and people, you know, they ask, like, where's my voice from? Like, they think there's an accent. Well, there is an accent, but they ask, where's that accent from? And I say, you know, that should be obvious if you hear it. You know, if you listen to it, it's very clear. It's from a place that has no masculinity or sexuality at all. It's like basically, welcome to Puberty Island. Please, feel comfortable with me. Uh, a couple months ago, a, you know, a comic told me that my voice sounded exactly like an announcer at a strip club in Reno. Yeah, there you go. Not Vegas, Reno. This is like a second-tier strip club announcer voice. I didn't even make it to the big leagues. You're like, hey, everybody, welcome to the stage, Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany, everyone. You got six kids, dropped out of high school, and still has a better job than I do. <laughs> I do weddings and children's birthday parties, too. Yeah, welcome little Timmy to the stage. Huh? Watch him shake that ass for some cake. Uh, I want the frosting. To- yeah, okay, yeah, you do. So, I have that kind of voice. Uh... Last month, I had a credit card declined. Uh, not declined, I'm sorry. No, it was canceled because of fraud. Yeah, apparently fraud. Yeah, they called me up. This is all true and said, did you spend $306 at a 7-Eleven in Oxnard, California? And I went, no, but I would love to meet the individual who made that wise financial decision. <laughs> who fuck is I just, I just stole a credit card. It's time to you know go to town at 7-Eleven. How do you spend $306 at a 7-Eleven? Is that like a down payment for the 7-Eleven? You know, I'll take a Red Bull too, please. You know, I don't fucking get it. You know, it doesn't make any sense. They're like, a, welcome, come on in. We're talking about not spending wisely. Um, I'm not implying anything. Uh, get new shoes. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, $306 at a, at a. It was insane. Not only that though, obviously. I'm from San Francisco. If I'm looking at my, you know, bank statement, I will notice a $306 charge at a 7-Eleven. You know, the, the person should have spent like $306 at like at a Whole Foods. You know, then I've been like, oh shit, I must not spend much that day. <laughs> Banana, lettuce, that's it, 306 bucks? Come on. Fucking, what was I there for? And then, you know, I thought about it, and it was in Oxnard, California. You guys know where Oxnard is? Who names their city fucking Oxnard? What a horrible name. It's like a four-legged creature with a learning disability. I don't want nothing to do with Oxnard, California. It's stupid. Um, okay, I learned um, that there's such a thing as competitive bird watching. That's real. Do you know that? I know what you're thinking. Like, as if regular bird watching wasn't stressful enough. <laughs> now there's a fucking competition? Nancy better not see that blue jay first, that bitch. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, how do you train for that, too? You know, blue jay, hawk, hawk, penguin, penguin. Oh, shit, my neck. Oh, I'm out. Player 13 is out of the competition. Looks like she'll be out for months and required to get a life. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Okay, am I basically done? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes! 
not getting laid. It's it, it, the, the cutest way I've ever heard the friend zone being called, like the perpetual island of puberty. That was beautiful. That was Puberty yeah. Island. You're a poet. Poet and a comedian. You guys, your next comedian uh, is coming up. She is an angel. She looks like an angel, and she is one. Uh, she's a huge supporter here at the station. She has an amazing show on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Please put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Trina Roderick. guys doing on a Friday. Did you have fun at the uh, comedy festival last week or what? It was so much fun, right? Awesome. I had a great time. Um, good news, bad news though. I, uh, I know I kind of did a lot of cat set material for you, but that's really because I was only hanging out with my cat. Now that I hang out with you guys, <laughs> So much material. <laughs> so I volunteered to put somebody up for the festival. Pam sends me a text saying, I've got this really, really available guy. He's from Seattle. He runs a, or he owns a pot store, right? Well, he runs a pot store. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a guy. Like, what guy is it super sexual? <laughs> so, but, but that's kind of my point. Like, somebody my age and, like, okay, here's what I know about bitches. We like the guys who own their own businesses. We go for that shit, right? Yeah. And he doesn't just own his own business, he owns a pot store. So basically, he sells an aphrodisiac. So you're going to have to come up with, somebody must have just died for him to be available. That's my point. Like somebody either just died or he's a player. Like I need more information than, the, than this player, right? And then he shows up and he's peeling off some of that money to whiten his teeth. So, so yeah, he's a player. Anyway, it was pretty funny. So I talked to him like briefly. I hope he's a really, really nice guy. I'm not trying to talk shit about people. I just like, he's like, I love Seattle. Seattle's great. I'm not moving from Seattle. Yeah, I'm staying in Seattle. I'm not leaving Seattle. I was like, dude, see, I already fucked this joke up. Dude, okay, so, so basically, basically, Telling me that the guy owns a pot store is like telling me that he invented chocolate as far as him being a chick magnet goes, right? Like the guy that invented chocolate is available? I don't think so. So that's why now when I say after he says, I'm not leaving Seattle, I'm like, well, slow your roll, dude. I'm allergic to chocolate, okay? See, that makes more sense now. Shit. <laughs> So I ran into Jason the other day, and uh, I was like, yeah, Jason, can I use you in my uh, set? Carte blanche, carte blanche, dudes gives me carte. Look, if someone says to you, can I use you in my set? Ask a question, maybe one. Like, I'm just gonna, I mean, you saw what I did to my cat, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm at this open mic, and uh, this guy's like, uh, shit, I don't have time to tell the story. Well, to be continued. Uh, 
We're going to find out about Jason's, huh? I know, but I don't think, okay, good. I met this open mic. Can I run? Can I go over a little bit? I met this open mic, and this guy gets up and is like, you know what? Guys named Jason don't trust guys named Jason. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I, don't, I got screwed over by two guys named Jason. That's a thing. Guys named Jason, apparently, right? Like, okay, here, hold. I met the dentist sitting in the dental chair. Dude whispers into my ear, I want to put my, you know, Peter in your poop, wait, my pee-pee in your poo-hoo-hoo, hee-hee in your hoo-ha. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm looking around, like, who talks like that, number one? Number two, is this a child's dentist? Where the fuck am I? This guy was recommended, right? So I'm trying to figure that out, and, uh, I said, no, of course. I'm there to get some, you know. And uh, so he was like, uh, but honey, you know, one of those assholes that calls chicks honey, right? He's like, but honey, you promised. That's why I married you. I was like, dude, no, 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 no. I said, after we were married. We're still married, dude. I don't know. We're still, we're still married. The divorce, somehow it never happened after the divorce, though. I still have a, uh, a virgin asshole. Anyway, this, this person is okay. That, that Jason's okay. Uh, one thing that you guys should know is that if a girl offers up her butt, she's going to break up with you within 24 hours. I don't know if you know, that's a secret tip. No, I, was, I used to be married, and then I gave up the butt, and then I left him the next day. That's how it works. All for all women. Just, it's just a pro tip. It's no big deal. Trina Roderick, everybody. Run the ones to do for you tonight. Yay! You're a nice comedian. Uh, I saw her from a block away, and I usually can like see people from a block away, but specifically her because she's wearing this beautiful... She's like a peach. She's like, she's like a neon dream that's coming to you guys right now. Put your hands together for Jenny Hogan. Tony Sparks said he loved this color on me, um, so I've worn it every day since. Um, Connor, I saw that your hair was wet, and I'm I'm like just really kind of like tired and like weirdly hungover, so I don't I like didn't even observe that it was raining and like has been raining all day. So I was like, oh, Connor took a shower, and then I remembered like you did your set, and I was like, no, Connor doesn't do that. Um, and then I noticed that it was raining. <laughs> Uh, that was the whole pattern, and then I was like, I should put my hood on. Um, so I have a new favorite hobby. I've gotten really into feeling sorry for myself. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Like, what could I possibly have to feel sorry for myself about? Obviously, like, this very, like, witty and attractive girl. Um, but, no, I, I do. And, and it, like, you're right, though. I don't actually have anything to feel sorry for myself about. Sorry, I, I don't know. Um, so... That's why it takes a lot of skill. Like, that's why I'm, like, especially good at it, because I don't even have any good reasons for it. Um, and, but, like, I used to feel sorry for people who... I'm sorry, I used to judge people who just, like, felt sorry for themselves all the time, and then I realized it's so fun. Like, the best time ever. Better than ice cream. It is, like, the most fun you can have after your mom cancels her Netflix subscription. Um, and as I said, I am getting good at it. Like, the other day, I successfully convinced myself that not only did all of my friends have better lives than I did, but that I had no friends. <laughs> like, 
that takes real skill. Like that's not that's not easy to do. Um, one of the things I feel sorry for myself about is that I'm like completely like uh, just like totally romantically inadept. Is that even a word? Inept? Inept. Oh my gosh, sorry. So tired. Um, I was gonna uh, like go out with this guy, and we had like plans on Thursday, and then he texted me on Wednesday, being like, "I can't go out tonight. I'm really tired. I'm sorry." And I was like, "Oh, it's fine. Like, actually, we had plans for tomorrow." He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be tired then too." Oh, <laughs> what a yeah, that's not even that's not even my story. Still, <laughs> it happened to a friend of mine. Sorry, too real right now. Uh, okay, so I have some thoughts on uh, on marriage. Um, my brother recently like asked his girlfriend to marry him, and she said yes. But he like he held off for a while because he they were like going to Florida, and she wanted to like see her family, and he wanted to like ask her father's permission, which I think is like very antiquated. I was like, okay, like is he gonna like give you some livestock or something? Like, don't you want to? Like, seems a little. I don't know. Um, and I kind of I thought it was weird. I was like, sure, just like ask her. Like, don't like this is stupid. Like, she's not her father's property. Like, public service announcement. Um, if any of you are thinking about asking me to marry you. Um, you don't have to ask my dad, but like, probably you should ask me before it happens. Although, uh, I do kind of like this thing about like surprise weddings. You guys know this trend, like Jessa does it on girls. Yay. Yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg did this, which is funny and a little bit ironic because like he probably has played like the greatest role in history in like making people make very widespread announcements of their engagements, you know, but like he himself did not actually announce it before he got married. Um, and so I like the idea of a surprise marriage, but like, I don't want to surprise my friends. I would like to like surprise the guy that I was marrying. Because um, I think that that would be like way more efficient. Um, okay, so uh, more on marriage. Lauren Michaels, who's the producer of SNL, um, I'm sure you guys all know that. Uh, he has this theory that like people should get married once in their 20s once in their 30s and once in like their 40s or 50s when they finally know what they want. Like he actually thinks that people should get married three times, which is like funny because like so many people do, but you feel like they're probably not planning it ahead of time. Um, <laughs> but I, sorry, sorry, I misquoted him. No, he said that that's what men should do, but women, they should marry women in their 20s every time. <laughs> um, that's it, that's all I got. You guys, give it up for her. She didn't even do my new favorite joke of hers about the Venmo. She's just got all this material. Where'd you come from? It's so great. You guys should hear her. She'll do her Venmo joke at Brainwash or something. You guys will laugh hysterically. It's really, really original. Those are really great too, though. Yay. Ginny Hogan, yay. Yay. Uh, and, and you were really good with the mic thing. I should, it's not joke workshop, so I shouldn't tell you the thing, but you've gotten really good about keeping it in one place. You're awesome. You're doing really great. Uh, your next comedian is a huge stalwart supporter, supporter of everything here at Mutiny Radio. Before I ask anyone to do tasks for the fucking pre-sign, he already pre-shared tonight's job. I was like, Ken Suzuki is fucking on his shit. You guys clap wildly for Ken Suzuki. Yeah. Thank you, Pam. Wow, it was good to be back. I've been out of town for the last four or five days. I was um, out of the Bay Area in L.A. And uh, yes, L.A. is as beautiful as it looks. It's a gorgeous city. It's a gorgeous city, but I had to leave after like after the fourth day I knew because L.A. to me was like that really, really hot chick that you fall in love with but doesn't show you her crazy till after a month of the relationship. <laughs> I knew. I was like, this. it's been good, but I should leave. 
Biggest contrast between LA and San Francisco, though, I did notice was this. LA is where everybody goes to chase dreams. Whereas San Francisco is where everybody go with dreams goes uh, to grow out white dreads and then live off their parents' trust fund. But no, I was in LA for some serious business. I was in LA for a family reunion. That's what we call funerals in my family. <laughs> I was in LA for a funeral on my, for my Japanese side of my family, which I'd, I'd never met, so it was interesting for me. And I noticed something about them. I, all my cousins were just like me, they were happies. And so I found out that my family was a very international family. My, just like my, while my father was plowing through snow, all my aunts were sucking on icicles. But the most interesting th thing came with my cousin. She couldn't believe my late, my cousin showed me my late aunt's marriage certificate, you know, when, as she was rummaging through old files. And she found her, aunt, her mom's marriage certificate, and on it, she couldn't believe that it had her father listed as white in category. And then the color category for her mother was the word yellow. What? I didn't see what the big deal was. Maybe she had gout. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't raised in California either. I don't know how sensitive people here are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Lent, and for those of who don't, for those of you who don't know it, it's Lent, and I've been trying my damnedest, my damnedest for the last few weeks to write a funny Lent joke, uh, but decided to just give it up. <laughs> been thinking about fisting a lot lately, uh, because I, I just think it gets deep. Uh, but also fisting, if you watch a lot of porn, you should have noticed that fisting is, is in now. Fisting is in now. That's what the kids are doing. <laughs> they're, they're teaching it at schools. What do you think student loans are? They're just one giant big capitalist fish job. And, and all I can say is, damn, do I want to be a one percenter. <laughs> is that the horn? I was like, or is that Pam's rim shot to that show? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You have a minute. You have a minute. The wow, wow needs a minute. Okay, guys. LA was interesting. Got to, uh, got to visit the comedy store, went to an open mic, got to bomb in front of my favorite comics. That was so, oh, so heartening. You don't know, it really did make me re-look at my suicide jokes and think, you know... Maybe you can make these a letter. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Fresh off the comedy store, Ken Suzuki. Yeah, everybody keep clapping. Yay! And then keep your clapping going because your next comedian is just fresh off the Cobb stage, you guys. I saw the picture on the Facebook. You guys are going to love her. It's Florentina Tanase. Thanks, Pam. I just learned how to use Photoshop, so... Um. <laughs> but you didn't like it, so you saw it, right? You were the, you were the ghost face. Yeah, but did you like it? Nice. Yeah, but you saw it? <laughs> I'll remember that. 
Uh, guys, so, so let's see what's new with me. I just got a haircut, and I uh, I told the lady, can you give me uh, like a Oregon Trail haircut? But like, I only last a week and a half, and I definitely die from diarrhea and leave two kids behind. Can you do that? Uh, she did pretty good. So, speaking of hospitals, leaving two kids behind. Anyway, <laughs> you guys will get it later. Um, I had to go get my lady parts checked out. Yeah, anybody else having to do that? Yeah, yeah, 6,000 miles just comes by so quickly. Um, and it was very awkward um, for her because they give you this, they have this blue sheet to separate you, but then I, I took it away so I could make eye contact with her <laughs> because that's what you do when someone's down there, just out of respect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um... So then she inserts this speculum thing that's supposed to help like open up the vagina. Um, you don't know about this, so don't don't worry about vaginas. Um, uh, so <laughs> so anyway, she she does it so she could open up the vagina, and I said, you know, a nice gift would have just done the same thing, okay? Uh, and and then after sh after she's done, she takes it out, right? And she's like, well, how long has it been since you have had sex? And while she's saying that, she's putting two fingers in me. So I told her, uh, now? Because when I get nervous, I just say really stupid stuff. And to try to brush it off, I said, oh, huh, uh, what is this for? Is it? <laughs> and then that's what she told me as well. <laughs> I'm doing this because of catered food. Uh, so we had lunch afterwards. Um, that is all I have to say about that. Um, so I was talking to my mom, and I told her, like, oh, I want to be a comedian. And she goes, you'll never make it. Cute hobby, though. Don't make fun of God. <laughs> and true story. And I told her, mom, my jokes are based on facts. Um, yeah, uh, anyway, I'll work on that one. She had the same, she had the same reaction, guys. <laughs> um, so yesterday I saw these two unicorns fucking. <laughs> right, like everybody does. And I thought, is that a horny horse? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Horny horse. That joke is going to go over well in hell. <laughs> I, I can tell. Okay. What else do I not have to talk about? Let's just see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you guys heard of 23andMe? Yeah. What was that for? Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. I was like, you too. Hey. <laughs> it's where you can look up your heritage and what kind of diseases you have. And I'm like, <laughs> the rush already tells me, but okay. Uh, and <laughs> I did it for the same reason anybody else would, to see if you can say the N-word. <laughs> Turns out I can't, because my family's not from the South. 
I know. Speaking of Trump, I I feel like he's getting a lot of support from the South for one reason, and that's mostly because they too have a weird attraction to their daughters. <laughs> like that's at least fifty percent of his votes. Am I offending some of you guys? Some Trump supporters in the house? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do it with two hands. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what the doctor did, too. Um, uh, yeah, but the thing that I do like about Trump is that he brought Sarah Palin back. She's really great, guys, and most people don't know that she, she was the keeper of the wall up in Alaska for us. Okay, she's our John fucking Snow. <laughs> And who better to deal with a mentally challenged child like Donald Trump than Sarah Palin? So give it up for women. Yay. Thanks, guys. Yay. Give it up for Florentina Tonaza. Yay! And she dealt with us coming in with the catered food, you guys. In the back right now, we have hot dogs, potato wedges, coleslaw. I'm going to get the plates and the forks. It's all free. You guys can all eat. We're feeding comedians here at Muni Radio. Yeah, and there's pork loin, too. You can just eat the pork loin. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, Wes and Wes just left. We can say yay. We can all cheer for them. They just bring us food and leave. They don't give a fuck. We were going to cheer for them, but whatever. So uh, feel free to eat. I'm really excited that uh, everybody's here and uh, all that stuff is there. I'll get some plates and uh, napkins. We actually, we afforded to buy paper towels because of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So it makes sense. The paper towels I'm talking about. I'm going to get some plates and some forks. <laughs> it's going to be great. Your next comedian's going to make you guys laugh. Where is her diminutive form? I saw her work. There she is. No, she's a tiny person, diminutive form. I didn't see her because she's so tiny. You guys put your hands together. It's Mary Goss. I love to be small. It's totally fine. Um, how are we all doing tonight? How are we feeling? It's Friday. We're all happy? I'm not happy, guys. I'm sad. And I want to talk to you about it because I recently came to a very interesting revelation um, that has made me very sad. I'm never going to be able to see my own skeleton. I want to so bad. I think about that all the time. I will never be able to see my own skeleton. It's very concerning. And I came to this revelation while I was naked in bed next to someone who was also naked and felt the need to bring it up then because I don't have normal habits don't know how to do I, I just hate the like the after you've been banging and then you're supposed to talk like it's just very confusing I'm already deeply overwhelmed by that point um not really in the mood to make chit chat so then I do weird stuff like talk about how sad I am that I'll never see my skeleton and I am very sad about it um I mean, I've, I've said weirder things, like I'll bring up family members, I'll uh, just, people who've died, people I don't care about who've died, people I'm glad about who've died, like, just a lot of weird stuff, but sometimes it's nice to be beaten to the punch in terms of weird things to say post-sex, because one time someone shook my hand and thanked me for doing coitus with him, which was nice to hear, that was... It was good. It made me it made me feel like very comforted because I was just like, okay, like we're both the weird people in this situation. Everything is fine. Um, 
But I, yeah, no, I, I have sex sometimes. It's, oh. <laughs> I just wanted everyone to know because based on the rest of the jokes that I have, I feel like there would be some confusion. Um, Jenny knows, Jenny knows. But uh, yeah, so uh, one time I was walking back to my apartment from a bar with a potential suitor and um, this, uh, this guy who I see pretty frequently on the street uh, and likes to sing in an old-timey voice was just like, if you don't hold her hand, someone else will. <laughs> Which is an actual thing that happened to me. And the thing is, though, he does this all the time. So my potential suitor did not know this and was just like, oh, that's cute, like a little warning, like we should hold hands. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. He just sees me do this exact walk with a bunch of different people all the time. And he wants to give you an out. Like he, like if you don't hold her hand, someone else will. Like despite the fact that she lo has the looks and personality of someone who will never be holding hands ever again, I'm sure she'll do surprisingly well for herself. So we're all fine there. We're all fine there. I'm glad that guy gave him an out. Um, he didn't take it. Hence why I got to talk about never being able to see my skeleton. How sad it makes me. Um, but I do, I do walk home alone a lot also, not just with people who have sex with me. Um, and, and when I do walk home by myself, I am often drunk. And that's not a safe thing to do. As Pam mentioned, I am quite small and I'm a woman. And I am both, <laughs> I'm a small woman. That's a really interesting sound. I'm on board. I know, I know, there's no horn. Um, but what I found to do uh, to try to deter people from sex murdering me on my walk home is um, that I like to sing at the top of my lungs so they think I'm crazy. But I have found out, this is a tip, this is a tip for any woman who finds herself in a fairly unsafe situation. The best thing to sing when you're walking home drunk and it's late and you want to seem crazy is to sing Fiona Apple. Because, yeah, in that case, in that case, you're not only telling people that you're crazy, you're also saying very, very loudly in very direct terms that you will absolutely cut someone's dick off. So I'm about to go do that. I'm Mary Goss. Thanks so much. Give it up for Pam. Keep it going for Mary Goss. Hello, yeah. Just so you guys know, the beverage compartment in the back is fully operational. The next person that spends $2 on a beverage will get this free PBR koozie. So all you have to do is get yourself, you guys all look really thirsty, is what I'm saying. Is it? And, and for only $2, you can quench your thirst with that magical machine behind the counter. And then you should also go back and eat some food, because seriously, we have like a ton of hot dogs and a bunch of um, food. There's a ton of food. So what kind of what? The PBRs. Yeah, that's why the thing is the thing. And the, but we wouldn't be doing anything illegal here at MutinyRadio.fm. We wouldn't have... $2 donations for, to the machine that gives you, they, we're a 501c3, things are happening, everything's going to be okay. We're not worried about it, don't worry about that, no one's listening to this podcast anyway. <laughs> your next comedian uh, is, if you, if, I don't hear a kachunk yet, so no one gets this beautiful koozie until, oh I see you, I see your movement, here, you get your koozie ahead of time. You're going to, she doesn't want the koozie, it's to get, I'm trying to reward you guys for your consumption of the delicious PBR, your next comedian, he's been away for a while, which has made us very sad. We don't know where he went. Uh, I feel like it's into the Matrix. Uh, and he's come back just for you guys. Put your hands together for Jesse Warren. Yeah. 
Thank you. The weirdest thing I said after sex, well, the worst thing I said after sex was, and I meant it really genuinely, I said, uh, hey, that was really chill. <laughs> and uh, she didn't take it very well. I was, I was at a nude beach, didn't get naked. Didn't get naked, I was, I was embarrassed and uncomfortable. Uh, I had been swimming in an ice-cold lake for a long time. I don't know if you guys are aware of this phenomenon, but if you're swimming in an ice-cold lake for a long time and you get out, your dick, it's, it's still Chinese when you get out, unfortunately. It sucks, man. I wish it didn't work like that. It's a big drag. Uh, to compensate for the dick thing, I go to the gym. At the gym, I'll hear, like, uh, I'll hear personal trainers trying to motivate their clients. They'll say motivating things like, push harder. Anything in life is possible. And the client gets motivated, which is weird because I'd be more like, hey, wait, aren't you a personal trainer? Like, unless you own this 24-hour fitness, why can you tell me anything is possible? Isn't that, doesn't that not make sense? This isn't your dream job. I think anybody can be a personal trainer. To be a personal trainer, you actually don't, you yourself don't even have to personally train, right? <laughs> You've seen, uh, I see unfit personal trainers giving their unfit clients advice all the time. I think it's weird. It's kind of like a prisoner giving another prisoner advice on how to break out of prison, right? It's like, if you know this shit, why are you still here? Isn't this an unideal scenario? Like, what, <laughs> why don't you just leave? And he's like, uh, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. Make it a New Year's resolution of mine. I was on the BART, and I heard somebody say this. Heard somebody say, I meditate, like, all the time. <laughs> no, you don't. Probably not. What you did was you, you took a nap wearing yoga pants. That was the thing you probably did. It's not the same. This is my impression of a valley girl who thinks she's a monk. A valley girl who thinks she's a monk. You guys, I want Nirvana, like, so bad. You guys, I want it, like, right now. I'm going to start freaking out if I don't get it right away. Uh, it's my impression of a, of a valley girl monk, guys. Uh, hmm. That was all I fucking had. Uh, how, how, mu how, much how much time do I have? I'm about to let you. Cool. All right. I haven't been here in a long time. I haven't been here in a couple months. Last time I was on stage, some, some guy threatened to curb stop me. It was crazy, man. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, but it was another comic, so it was another comic, so I don't, I don't remember. He's going to be here later. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. Um, at least if somebody does threaten to curb stomp me, maybe just like do it like after the set or something, not during my set. It was a dick move. I only have a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Jesse Warren, keep it going for Jesse Warren, yay! Please remember that there are, uh, it is a working soda machine in the back that can help you with your needs if you so need them. 
We're trying to not get arrested. But what we do have is free food in the back, and that's going to be rad, so please eat that. I just had a piece of pork loin, and it was actually really delicious. So if you want to dip, dip your pieces of pork into some weird cheese, you can do that too. That's cool. We're into it. We're into weird cheese. Uh, your next comedian, geez, I hope, I hope he's not into weird cheese. I feel like I feel like I had sent everyone to the back, and now I'm going to bring up. You're into weird cheese, aren't you, Stefan? How do you feel about cheese? You're up next. You can do it. Does how does are you bringing? Are you uh, are you on? Is uh, are you being meta tonight? I can't do the voice. I suck at it. I love our next comedian. I'm wearing the underwear that he gave me for my birthday. You guys, uh, I needed underwear uh, when I turned 41. And I asked people for panties, and Stefan Massey came with two pairs of boy underwear, and I love wearing them when I'm having my period, which I am right now, because they have such a large space for the baby bib blood diaper that I use and rewash, because I'm a hippie. I'm a good hippie, though, not a bad hippie. Uh, your next comedian is an amazing human being, and I really love his comedy, and I hope he does the joke that I love so much tonight. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. It's Stefan Massey. Uh, well, as long as we're talking about what Pam's wearing, has anyone commented on your socks tonight on mic so far? Yeah, they're, uh, for the listener, Pam is wearing rainbow uh, knee-high socks with the word beer down the side. They're just amazing, and I really want a pair, honestly. Um, okay, I'm going to be unprofessional tonight um, because I, I just wrote these uh, pretty much specifically for Pam. Uh, <laughs> And so I need to look at my notes, uh, like, like directly at what I'm going to be doing. Anyway, so a lot of you know about my uh, Werner Herzog impression. Uh, I've gotten some good feedback about it, um, it, and I'm pretty proud of it. But what I didn't realize myself was just how much notoriety my impression had gotten, because apparently the man himself is so taken with my take on him that he wants to do a documentary about me and my comedy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, I was shocked, too. Uh, but, yeah, I just bring this up because he's going to be jumping in, uh, commenting on my bits, which is nice. Gives me a little breathing room. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to it. Here we see in his native habitat a creature I've come to understand is called a hack. He makes ready to deliver his humorous observations on the nature of modern life in the hopes that this will compensate for his inborn lack of social graces and make him a more desirable mate for the opposite sex. Let us pause now and take in his craft, ostensibly titled, Comedy. Uh, so, <laughs> we, got some, we got some weed fans in the room, who likes weed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the pot leaf myself, uh, but the munchies are something of an issue when I do smoke. Uh, I find, uh, though, that one thing that is increased, one thing that uh, is, has a lot more, I'm, I'm a lot more apt at when I'm stoned is my culinary capacity. For instance, one time I went to a 7-Eleven and I bought a bomber of Blue Moon and a pack of mini Oreos, went home, dumped out the cookies into a bowl and poured the beer over it and ate it like it was cereal. I am the stoner Guy Fieri. He begins with a cautionary tale of drug usage. He attempts to twist the ill effects on his body and mind such that those hearing his admission of narcotic addiction 
will not recognize it as the cry for help it truly is. In so doing, it can be inferred that he has already succeeded in fooling himself regarding the irreparable damage the marijuana plant has done to him. Uh, so I went to uh, a hip-hop concert uh, a couple months ago, and uh, the MVP of the evening was undisputedly this young man named Danny Brown. Uh, he's just got this tremendous energy, like he just like bounces around the stage, and it's like, and he's four years older than me. I feel so used up seeing him. Uh, but I just see that energy he has, and I think, you know, it could be put to a greater cause. Like, can you imagine Danny Brown stumping for client, uh, climate change? You know, he'd be like, reduce your carbon footprint, take public transportation, break up your fireplace, stop fucking Mother Earth. <laughs> or, or, you know, if, if he was, uh, was going to, uh, you know, run for, for president, him, you can just see him on the campaign tra trail being like, I want to talk to you about the wage gap in this motherfucker. <laughs> in this next segment, he wishes to marry a current event with a musical act. Though he has failed to account for his own bias as far as what constitutes popular in the zeitgeist. He believed his marginal aptitude for imitating the voice of a celebrity would overcome the audience's working knowledge of rap music. But tragically, the bit was beyond saving. The small amount of laughter led him to believe he created a connection with the crowd, but there is none. There is only silence. Come on, Werner, that's a little bit harsh. You knew what this was, Beardy. Werner Herzog, everybody. I wanna, I wanna get even more meta and, and just talk about that. So I have now written three separate bits, two of which I've basically committed to memory, but have not yet done them anywhere because Pam keeps asking me to do Werner Herzog. <laughs> And, and I sure as shit do not want to let her down because she works hard as fuck for all of us. So give it the fuck up for Pam Benjamin, guys! I gave him an extra minute because I love Werner Herzog so much and I feel like it's two comedians in one. You guys, Stefan Massey, yay! That makes me feel so good because he wrote that bit because I told him because he's a theater major and he's really good at voices and I was like, go with your voices, man. Go with them. Here's the thing that none of us realize. The audience has an infinite ability to laugh. So we can make them laugh in any, you can lay down, you can smash a watermelon, you can pee in a litter box, you can do lots and lots of things to make an audience laugh. But you've definitely done it and I love, I love Bernard Herzog. Yay, Stephen Massey, yay! Thanks for the underwear. Uh, your next comedian is an amazing human being who lives an incredible lifestyle that uh, I don't think that everyone appreciates all the time because she's completely off the grid and you guys need to use the fully functional soda machine in the back. And if you use that fully functional machine, you can come up to me and get your own PBR koozie while you're clapping wildly for your next comedian. It's Journey Roberts. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> this is gonna sound like a joke, but it isn't. Uh, Gordon Gecko, you guys remember Gordon Gecko? Yeah, Endorsed Bernie Sanders today. That's not a fucking joke. Even Gordon Gecko knows 
Republicans are the worst fucking thing to ever happen to this country. Uh, yeah. Like I don't. I just think most people don't know what money is. <laughs> like money's just like blood flow. And when there's blockages, you die. Rich people are just blockages. They say that the cream floats to the top, but so do floaters, is all I'm saying. Uh, you may remember how, does anyone else remember how moveon.org got started? No, no. Moveon.org specifically was move on from Monica Lewinsky. MoveOn.org was specifically Republicans shut the fuck up about Clinton scandals. Guess who endorsed Bernie motherfucking Sanders? MoveOn.org, that's all I'm saying. Uh, fucking uh, Robert Reich, I don't know if you know him, he's like four feet tall, he used to work for Bill Clinton. He's on Conan every once in a while. Uh, he says, as he's my favorite endorsement, he says, I've known Hillary Clinton since she was 19. Vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> So my point is, if you're planning on voting with your vagina, it's not sanitary. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, uh, like, people keep saying, it'd be so inspiring for little girls to see a pair of tits in the White House. And I, like, I understand that instinct, but if you put that bitch back in the White House, those little girls won't get to go to college and do whatever it is they want to do. So don't, don't, is, yeah. At least uh, that's my theory. I don't know. I also, the other thing I like about Bernie is I, I am convinced if Bernie was not elected to a presidency, he would find something else to do with himself. Whereas the Clintons have been running the world for 30 years and they literally can't think of anything else to do with themselves. Like the look of consternation and frustration on their faces when anything goes wrong for them is the same look I see on people who don't have enough data to download Angry Birds. <laughs> Those two people, the last thing that they want is to have to like wake up in the morning and make eye contact <laughs> with each other. Like that's some serious, you don't know what it would be like to be running the world since you were 25? Like that empty nest syndrome. <laughs> I want them in that abyss for their sakes. I, I love them as people. You can't, you know, it's very like, their shit is very Bonnie and Clyde. It's very, it's, it's very Lady Macbeth. Like they fell in love with power. They didn't fall in love with each other. She went, there's a dick I can get into the White House. She was right. Uh, I don't know, I'm just saying for their sake, like let them face each other before they die, cause. Like that, they, cause they're gonna get to 80 and they're gonna go, oh, I maybe not, I didn't live. Do you know that he thought he was sterile? Can you imagine having that information in your head if you're Chelsea Clinton, knowing that maybe mommy and daddy just didn't know that they could have you? <laughs> ah, I've been Journey Roberts, I'm so sorry. Have a good night. tackling the tough issues. Yes, Hillary Clinton's a lesbian. I've known that forever. Who didn't know that? Or is that a, is that a surprise for everybody? That's why she was cool with Monica Lewinsky. Let someone suck that guy's dick, finally. Who wants, who wants a fucking, who wants a cigar in their puss? Not me, but someone, someone likes that, right? Good times. Uh, your next comedian, 
a really funny guy and uh, just darling to boot. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman. Hello. Politics are crazy, man. So is this. Sudden, I'm gonna throw it at someone, excuse me. I'll fix it. I'll fix you, man. I'm not pointing at anybody in the back. I'm pointing kind of at Jesse. Jesse, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I was pointing it between you. Don't worry about it. Hey, man, let's talk about politics. Um, speaking of endorsements, where did Journey go? Speaking of endorsements, you hear uh, Caitlyn Jenner came out like in favor of Ted Cruz. Like, what is that? Like, what? You're not surprised? Why? Okay. Holds up. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, sir. You've proved your point. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we've all learned something here today. Uh, here's a half-formed <laughs> joke. I think, <laughs> I think that's like ridiculous. That's like as if like Caesar Milan were to come out in favor of like Michael Vick. He's like, I think this guy's, <laughs> this guy's got some good ideas. We should hop aboard. It's like what? It's like literally the worst dude you could put in there. Um, I was at a party not talking about politics, uh, this last weekend, and someone had a very weird uh, way of uh, talking to me. <laughs> that sounds like way more aggressive than it was. She said hello. <laughs> but hey, you got a weird way of talking to me. Uh, no, she, <laughs> she, she came up to me uh, out of the blue. She was like, hi. I was like, hey, what's up? What's your name? She was like, my name's Nanette. I was like, Nanette, nice to meet you. My name's Cole. She's like, Cole, nice to meet you. Hey, did you know you have a spot in your eye? Fun fact. It's one of these. I never remember which. I got a spot. Can you confirm, Stevan? I got a. I got the light for you. One of them. Oh man, you fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 We're good. Cool. Let's, let's move on. Um, she was like, I was like. Uh, introduce myself. She's like, Cole, nice to meet you. Did you not have a spot in your eyes if like I had not looked in the mirror once in like 25 years, you know? I'm a growing boy. Um, I cracked my voice. That's uh, what I was referring to. Um, and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did actually know I had a spot in my eye. She's like, did you know that a spot in your eye is an early indicator that you're going to have ocular cancer? <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> like, but now I do, unfortunately. She was like, just something to think about. <laughs> just something to think about. Like, yeah, forever, for the rest of my life. Like, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm going to be sitting there, breakfast, lunch, dinner, thinking about how this shit's going to kill me. Which one is it? This one? This one? This one? This one? One of them is going to, one of these eyes is popping out eventually, and now I have to fucking worry about this because this girl's, like, weird pickup line. Like, that, <laughs> like is that a pickup line? Like, she, guys would know because... Well, guys, we, if you get approached by a woman like out of the blue and she says hello, that's like as close as we get to like, you want to fuck? Like that's the best we'll get. And so, thank you. And <laughs> like, I don't know if she was like trying to come on to me or like spread awareness for like ocular cancer. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Like I wouldn't go up to like Cindy Crawford and be like, Cindy, nice to meet you. You're so gorgeous. Did you know that mole is kind of a cancer thing? Get that checked out. You know, it's like that's like a like that had to be the biggest neg of all time. I was like, holy shit. All right. I had more there. I don't know where it's going, but I'm gonna go and drink more beer. Hey, give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yeah.
don't look him in his wonky eye. It's Cole Chapman. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's rude. No, there. I didn't. I didn't recognize it till you pointed it out. It's like the. It's like the zit on my face I've had for four days. People are like, oh, there's you have a. Do you, do you, did we all get it at the same time? But it's not herpes, right? It's like an ingrown hair. I'm plucking weird at this point. Actually, Jonathan's plucking weird. I don't pluck my own face. Like, I leave that to my boyfriend. Am I kidding anybody? Come on, he's looking closer than I am. Your next comedian is hilarious. And uh, he's so supportive of the station, and I love him so much. So put your hands together for Jason Bonforth. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, who's having a good week? Yeah, all right. Energy. Oh, come on, Stefan. You're doing better than that. No, um, all right. You know what's great? Uh, I've noticed that throughout the evening is the current theme of the evening is uh, we've all been talking about shit going on in the room, and we're on a fucking radio station. It doesn't fucking help. Just doesn't. Been thinking a lot about uh, what it would be like to get radio signals on my tooth feelings. I think it would be awesome. I just want to be able to tune the station, right? Like, you know, just click my jaw, fucking get like 99.3 or some bullshit, right? Like, I want to be able to choose the station I'm listening to. Choose. Choose. Choose, sir, choose. I do know how to enunciate. I do this shit sometimes. Fuck, if I am not sober during this set. No, um, but I, I have been loving the weather. I love the rain. Uh, I get tipped a lot better when I make deliveries in the rain. Techies all of a sudden feel bad when you show up drenched. It's great. Great. They will leave you 25% instead of nothing. It is a winning situation. Um, I t I've taken a long, hard look at my life recently, and I've just realized that I am one abusive partner away from a Lifetime movie. I am a struggling comic working as a waiter slash barista in an Italian restaurant where everyone fucking hates me. I just need to get slapped around. I'm tempting fate, ladies. Don't look away from me. <laughs> you can look me in the eye. You don't have to mace me like that chick at the bus stop. <laughs> Fun story. Don't ask anyone the time at a bus stop at 2 in the morning. You'll get maced. I don't know how I pulled that off. It's probably this whole white privilege thing. Um, no, I've... Um, been thinking a lot about things. Uh, I, was, I uh, decided to run a social experiment on my mom. And I said, uh, Mom, I want to ask you a hypothetical question because words are hard. Uh, I want to ask you a hypothetical question. Would you rather that I vote for Trump and she checks it back before I could give her the other option? Oh, please just be fucking gay. <laughs> Good to know where that stands on the political spectrum. So um, now I'm going back to Colorado. Vote for Trump, guys. <laughs> I'm doing it so I can walk out the voting booth and say, hey, mom, I know you voted for Sanders, but I voted for Trump like you asked so we could wash each other out. She said she'd, uh, she'd lose a son that day. And I don't think she'd cut me out the will. I think she'd actually kill me. <laughs> I just want to fucking punch a giraffe. I, I don't know why. I've been obsessed with it. Getting some solidarity from the guy in the back. Yeah, fucking punch that giraffe, man. I'm sad Mauricio's gone. He used to work at the zoo. He was my in. Fuck. <sighs> That's a... Wah, wah. I, I love that. I love the horn today. It is classy. It is the best. Um, 
You know, I, I've been priding myself on my drinking habits lately, but I fucking feel inferior to you two right over here with your fucking two bottles. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, so I will, uh, I will leave you all with uh, some words of advice that my father gave me when I was a kid. Uh, and this is my last joke. If you're going to carry a baseball bat in your car, at least carry a baseball glove. That way you have plausible deniability. And I'll leave you all with that. Thank you very much. Jason Baumforth, baseball bat, baseball glove. Keep it plausible. Stephen King, I just, uh, I took a small vacation. What I mean by vacation is that I, I didn't work for 24 hours, but instead I just, I just ate a novel. If anybody loves Stephen King, he came out with a novel. I'm just, I'm drinking right now. I'm just going to give you guys, like, I do like to read, and I'm a real person. Thank you. Please read the book. Uh, I just finished it. It was called Finders Keepers, and he wrote it last year, and I read it in seriously like nine hours. It was that good. And it's like a 300, just, Stephen King is still alive. Just everybody remember that. Uh, and so are all the comedians that are here for you guys tonight. Uh, if you guys um, wanna, there's food in the back that's free. That's super awesome. There are chairs here. People can move over and become friends and sit in seats. Um, there's, but there's food and that there's a, there's a machine in the back that dispenses beverages for $2 a piece. And the next person who gets one gets this wonderful PBR koozie. Look at that. Yeah, two bucks and you get a koozie. What the fuck? Go back there. I'm trying not to be too vocal about it on the inter- podcast. No one, I won't say it on Pamtastics because we have like 36,000 downloads a month, but I will say it on this one because we're only about 5,000. So fuck it. The police aren't coming after a 5,000 a month podcast, right? They're not coming to get us, right? Uh, uh, your next comedian. Funny man knows how to read. Put your hands together. It's Hector Hernandez. <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for responding to that. Thank you. I was on the internet earlier today. But, uh, I was like uh, 9 a.m. And I was YouTubing breast augmentation. Because my girlfriend said that if we get married, she wants to get new breasts. And so I did some research on them. Uh, it turns out that you could watch breast augmentation on YouTube. It's not where the joke isn't really about breast augmentation. I'm going to cut to the point. So I went to the breast augmentation. I started thinking to myself, what about dick augmentation? Like, if she's not comfortable with herself, why should I be comfortable with myself? And I started looking up dick augmentation, and it turns out that there's nobody, there's no doctor that will do it. They don't, there's, nobody cares. There's no science for it. And I started thinking to myself, why is that? Oh, it's because if you have a small penis, it's truly just your problem. <laughs> no one cares. I mean, the biggest issue is you can't date black women because they'll dog you for having a small dick. But other from that, like, nobody cares. You know, nobody cares that you have a small penis, Hector. Uh, which isn't true. I don't have a small penis. My penis is, like, it's so far down to my ball sack that I couldn't. Anyway. Uh, I got into a car accident earlier today. Uh, I was in the passenger seat. We were actually parked, and uh, somebody rear basically ran into my girlfriend's car. And she was very upset about it. This isn't the first time it's ever happened to her. So she was kind of like reliving the next time, the last time somebody crashed in her car. And she gets out. She's pissed, you know. And I understand why she's mad. Sometimes Mexicans don't have insurance. (laughs) And these people were Mexican. Um, And she's yelling at this lady. She's just yelling and yelling. And I can't help but feel sorry for this lady that she's yelling at. Because I've been yelled at by my girlfriend before. I... (laughs) 
one time was really drunk and grabbed some girl's ass in front of her. And so, like, I understood her pain. I understood that this is not fun getting yelled at by somebody who's white. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be yelled at. You don't work for them. They're just some person, and they're yelling at you. No, I don't. Uh, and so at the moment, right, at the moment, uh, she's yelling at her. I'm feeling sorry, and I just start reflecting on life. And I go, I feel like I've been here before, being yelled at by a woman. And I was like, oh, yeah, five years ago when I was in a different relationship, I was getting yelled at also. Different asses being grabbed, but I was still getting yelled at. And I thought to myself, like, what is, what is wrong with me? What's the problem? The common de denominator in all these is me. I'm the problem. I'm a terrible person to date, apparently. But then I started thinking even further back. This is, she was yelling for a long time, so I could think for a while. And I started thinking further back, and I remember my mom yelling at me all the time. And I'm like, I never fucked her. What is she talking about? <laughs> I think it's, you know what? Uh, I'm just not good with women. I just think that's what it is. Um, and it's not because I don't try. I really try. It's because I try too hard. Really. What? <laughs> What's the problem? I try really hard is what I'm saying. Um... A real sad person. Speaking about being sad, I haven't been out to San Francisco to do comedy in almost two or three months now. I had some really bad experience at open mics where I just bombed really hard and didn't want to come back for a while. Uh, I bombed so hard a while back that somebody who was at the show, someone who produces the show, who wasn't even at the show, they had a different show, called me at 12 o'clock at night and was like, you can't come back till April. He said this in November. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you can't come back till April. Me and Dave's a real piece of shit sometimes. It's basically what I'm trying to get at. I wish he would drink. He'd probably loosen up. I don't even know what the problem was. I bombed that hard that I can't come back. Now, granted, I did chalk shit to this old man who looked like he was dating his fucking niece. Um, and I was like, oh, is that your daughter? <laughs> and he was like, I'll kick your ass. And I was like, suck my dick. Anyway, that's my time. My name's Hector Hernandez. Thank you very much. He's a dangerous man that doesn't give a fuck. Keep it going for Hector Hernandez. Yay. Uh, your next comedian is the, he, you know, we call him a baby angel, but he really is. He's so supportive and so helpful. And if anyone ever needs anything, he's always there. He's like, fixed my boyfriend's car. He's like, saved the station multiple times. He built the closet. Uh, he's wicked amazing, and, and we were really sad when you were gone for a while, but we're glad that you're back. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Ethan Albers. Yeah, yeah, okay, shut the fuck up. I don't have much time. Meant to do that. You could do that, Pam. I also built a stage, guys. That was another thing I did. Self-affirmations. Look at that. Looking good. Hey, how's it going? Not a lot. Who in here has been in a fight? Yeah, yeah round of applause for Radio Hum. Who in here has been in a fight? All right. Well, that's good. Now, here's the harder question. Who here has been in a fight recently? Of course you have Tim Pizza. Your name is Tim Pizza. You've been in a fight. I was actually recently in a fight. About two weeks ago, I was in a fight. Um, I was drinking, and uh, I was walking down the street, and I was singing to myself. I was singing, my buddy Joe's going to jail. My buddy Joe's going to jail. I'm singing that because I left him fighting with a waitress over a tab that he just didn't pay and just walked out. And she like yelled, I'm calling the cops. And I'm like, I'm out. And that's like, I'm walking. So we're, we're caught up now. 
So I'm walking down the street. When out of nowhere, this guy comes up and he pushes me. He pushes me. And then this second guy comes up and tries to put his hands down my pants, but not like in a good way, you know? Like in a robbing kind of a way. So I shove him back. And the guy who shoved me, number one, comes in, and the next move I can only describe is like a, like a street fighter wrestling move, because I lock in a chokehold on him, and I step back. And his friend comes up, tries to hit me on the back, but I have all the brace. And his friend, after a couple of hits, stops, and he goes, this is a fun, man. Let him go. <laughs> and I'm like, apologize. <laughs> and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry for what? He goes, I'm sorry for trying to rob you, man. I'm like, yeah, it's not very fun, huh? And I let his friend go, gasping for air. He's on the ground. And his friend, who was like yelling at me, but begging to stop, looks at me and goes, you know what, dude? You're fucked up. That's not cool. Are you kidding me? You just tried to rob me. But here it is, guys. The last time I actually did that move, that chokehold, I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old, and I was a backyard wrestler. I was doing a backyard wrestling for a kid named Shane Hinkle. I was invited to do his like backyard wrestling. I grew up with brothers, and our version of wrestling is, hey, we're just going to try to kill each other until mom or the police break this up. That kind of fighting. I didn't know they want this like fake little suplex, like, hey, let's put on a show. We're re it's really performance arts. So I step in this ring. It doesn't matter that I matched with a guy with Down syndrome. That doesn't matter. Either way, he jumps up. He starts trying to hit me in the face. I lock in the chokehold. He goes down. He cries. I get banned from Shane Hinkle's backyard wrestling parties. <laughs> you know what this says, guys? It's, it says that I'm too bad for the ring, and apparently I'm too bad for the street as well. Loose, that's what it is. You know what my, last, you know what my wrestling name was though, when I was 12? Really fun one. Really fun. Any guesses? Pam, you already know this. Any guesses? <laughs> It was Ether. It was a play on my name. You know why it was Ether? Because I'll take the air out of you. I don't know, man. I don't really. I, it's been a weird day. I, don't, I know it's got the light. Um, I had a, I had a weird call. My sister called me a day and said this girl I, uh, like, we grew up with, like, a kind of extended, almost like a sister. She's, like, in a hospital. Uh, apparently, like, her heart's not working. I don't really give a fuck about her that much. But here's the thing. Apparently, she also had a girl just like gave birth to baby. Didn't even know she's a big girl, gave birth to baby. Here's the thing. That's a shocking, right? How do you not know you're pregnant? Here's the thing. You think you would know something. But her younger sister did the same thing three years before her. Like, didn't know she was pregnant. Just, that's not funny. It's just, you don't even believe me. Real people exist like this out in the world. <laughs> They exist. They don't know their... You guys live in San Francisco. You guys are all fucking spoiled. But real big girls sometimes just don't know they're pregnant. It's... That's, that's sad. I'll make that funny eventually. After I find out whether or not she lives. Okay? Have a good night, guys. I like to call them ethanol albers, but you can call them ether if you want. Ethan albers, yay! In my phone, he's been ethanol Albers ever since I met him, <laughs> even when he was sober. <laughs> just My T9 knows better than he does. You guys, your next comedian, she is tan as fuck right now. She was laying on the beach for a week in Maui. Somebody be this girl's boyfriend so you can suck off the tit of her money 
What are you doing? She just came back from Maui. Why is she not my girlfriend? I would have gone with you. I would have been your plus one. Put your hands together. It's Amy Bebo. I did get some tan. I got some tan lines. They started out as burn lines, you know? I was like trying to sex them to some people, you know? I'm like, hey, do you want to see my tan lines? They're like, I'm like, yeah, give it a couple days till it's peeling and then it's going to be hot. Like now, right? Mm, Look at that skin just flaking off. People at home, you wish you were here. Um, So you guys, I got really excited the other day. Almost as excited as some four-year-olds get when they see a rifle about the woman whose kid shot her in the back. Did you guys hear about this? It was on CNN. It's not even one of those fake news stories, like the one about the baby and the Big Macs. You know? Um, This one was real. I had to check it, because I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, I'm going to double check, and there's like CNN. So this woman who's like a pro-gun lady from Florida who's like a Trump, she loves Trump, probably. I don't know. Um, But she posted like 24 hours previously about how excited her four-year-old gets. He gets jacked up on rifles, jacked up on rifles, you know? So she's driving along and, you know, she's got a handgun rolling in the back like an iced tea, you know, just like, just like, you know, you throw some shit in your car, you know, and it's like, whatever's my purse and uh, the blanket, the bottle, the gun, you know, it's just all like rolling around, I'm imagining, you know, in the SUV she's driving that she's pulling a horse trailer with, you know, she's safe on the road and like four-year-old not secured into any kind of like, you know, strapping device, you know, because he's pretty like with it, you know, he's four, he's into rifles, he doesn't need like, he doesn't need like a secure harness, you know, in the car, four-year-old, picks up a handgun, shoots the bitch, God bless her, in the back, you know? And I'm just like, wow, how much does that kid hate his mom? You know, like, cause he shot her in the back while she was driving, you know? And like, I, get, I, I, I don't really get it that your kid's into rifles, but like, I kind of do believe in reincarnation. I do believe in reincarnation. So I, I feel like this kid was like born into this family of gun nuts and he's like, I'm gonna kill the bitch. He's like, he's like, now they're starting to try like kids as adult when they're like eight, you know? He's just like, I'm just gonna do it as soon as I can like, you know, there's gonna be a moment, you know what I mean? And I'm just gonna get the gun and I'm gonna shoot her, you know? And the thing is, is like, he's only four and you know, so they didn't like take him into custody, you know, because he was white, you know, because he was white. Cause you know, if that kid was black, he would be in jail already. Now I did steal that line from Tony Sparks yesterday at the brainwash, you know, but it's true, you know? But yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they actually charge her with criminal negligence, you know, because she was actually, you know, it's your job to not pretend your gun's like your iced tea. You know, sure, your iced tea can roll forward under the, you know, you know, it can roll forward under the brake pedal, and you know, you can also get in an accident and, and kill other people on the road. But when your four-year-old shoots you in the back, like after you just posted, you know what I mean? That that he's like really into guns. You know, I mean, I just that made me laugh, and I wanted to share it with you guys. The irony of that, and then that I, you know, maybe he just hates her. You know, hates bedtime. Maybe he's not as into rifles as she thinks. He's just been waiting to get one trained on her, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, target practice is far away, but mommy, daddy's always watching, you know? 
<laughs> anyway, I got some friends in town. Just a shout out to my, my friends for visiting. Thank you so much for coming down and supporting. And uh, give it back to uh, Pam for the next your next comedian. Give it up. Amy Bebo, keep it going. She wants to kill. Uh, you don't want to kill children. The children are killing people. That's the problem here right now. It's absolutely right. No, no, no. Uh, I hang out with a two-year-old, and he loves the concept of guns. Thank God, I don't even know. Anyway, there's nothing funny about guns. I mean, unless you're like uh, bubble guns, or unless you shoot a hippie in the face. That's funny, right? <laughs> like, it's fun to shoot a hippie in the face, only because they've never done anything their whole lives, and they're just like wastes and leeches on the whole world. <laughs> so just like destroying them is a good time, isn't it? Am I? I'm going to hell. Uh, your next comedian is a hilarious person. He runs an amazing karaoke show at the Makeout Room. You guys don't miss the wheel of karaoke and laugh hysterically right now for Brandon Gardner. Thanks. Hey guys. Hey. Hey, sweet, sweet boy in the house. That's what I am, a sweet boy. I'm gonna take you out to dinner and then I'll just listen to your problems and I'll just be a supportive friend. Um, I just recently watched the Matrix trilogy and I realized that that's gonna be stay relevant no matter what because uh, those movies, uh, each of those movies is a perfect allegory for the first three years you date somebody. Uh, the first the first year, you're like, oh my god, this is groundbreaking and amazing, and I need to see more of this. <laughs> year two, you're like, I guess that's interesting. And year three, you're like, why did I put up with this for two years? <laughs> <laughs> the ending of this is that relationships go very well in my life, clearly. So, um, <laughs> I really uh, want to be able to spread love throughout the world. Uh, because the world's like kind of an awful place, and I currently have this fantasy going through my head where I'm actually like, uh, I'm a dad, and I'm sitting in my living room watching TV, and then my 14-year-old daughter walks into the room, and then she like becomes vulnerable with me. She's like, Daddy, I have to tell you something. I don't, I don't really know how to tell you this, but I'm gay. I'm like, honey, that's, that's great news. I'm so, I'm so glad you told me. Thank you. I love you, and then we hug. She was like, oh my God, I was really scared of how you'd react to that. All right, I love you too, Daddy. I'm gonna go to my room and then decompress for a while. I'm gonna listen to the new Panic at the Disco album. They're my favorite band now. You're like, you're no longer a part of this family. Get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> Four years go by, and then uh, she, we, she and I get in a fight when she's 17, or th uh, three years go by, I have to get the timeline of this right. She and I get in a fight when she's 17. She uh, goes uh, to run away from the house and lives with her best friend for three months and then comes back in the house one stormy night. And, uh, and then as she walks in the house and she's like hunched over wearing a sweater. I'm like, what are you doing here? How could you? I love you. I hate, I, how could you do that to us? Make us worry about you like that. She's like, dad, I just, I have to tell you something that like, I like, decided to experiment uh, sexually, and now I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh my God, and then she starts to take off her sweater to show, and underneath her sweater is a shirt of Panic at the Disco. I'll be like, you're dead to me, you dumb bitch. 
Yeah, I'm taking that word back just to use a joke about Panic at the Disco, the band that everyone thought was Fall Out Boy and is not because I'm really angry. Everything after the first album sucks. Um, I'm an emo boy. I really wish that genre was still around, although Hawthorne Heights sucks. Um, so uh, I need to t uh, try this story out, something that happened that I'm kind of horrified about. Uh, I, oh boy, is that a minute light? <laughs> All right, I'll shove it down. Um, Basically, oh, man, <laughs> I don't have enough time for the story. All right, I'm going to do uh, something else instead real quick. Um, hold on. All right, I'll tell this old thing instead. Uh, I'm really obsessed with aliens, um, with how... Uh, I'm really obsessed with how we're trying to contact aliens, the outer space kind. I'm try obsessed with how we're trying to contact them because, like, we are always, we've been trying to do it throughout all of humanity's history, but we've never hit them at this point. And I think the only reason we haven't heard anything back is because we're trying way too hard and we're coming off as desperate to them. <laughs> we've sent over 800 satellites into space. That's a lot of unresponded text messages in a row. <laughs> we're coming off very clingy. Like one of those satellites had a location of where we are in the universe specified with a rhythm. We sent someone we don't know a mixtape. <laughs> We weren't even nice enough to have a cranberry song on it, like zombie or something. We just had a message by itself that said, this is where we live, and that was it. We're like very unaware of how we approach this old thing, you know? Like we make dolls of them. We make dolls of aliens, dolls of the people we're looking for. We're Helga from Hey Arnold. We're never, what? <laughs> Did you like make a doll of a lady you're trying to get after? Oh. That's, yep, sounds like you made a doll of a lady. All right, that's creepy. Um, I guess I'm done. Bye. <laughs> Brandon Gardner's in the, in the creepy aliens. Yay. And uh, yay, Brandon Gardner. I'm excited uh, because I just started my menses today. I'm sure this was made fun of you how many times in your life? Are you kidding? Your name just is ripe for it. Uh, everybody, you guys, she's from far away. You're going to love her. Her name is Tess Menzies. I didn't get Tess Menzies, but I did get testicles. So missed out on that one. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing today? Did you all come from work? <laughs> So I just ran over here from work today, and I don't really like my job. I really, um, I don't know, it's pretty boring. I don't like going to it. So I have been looking for other positions, um, and it's really awkward because, like, my job's fine, and, you know, they're nice and stable and everything like that, but... Then I go home at night and I like look online for a younger, sexier job. <laughs> and I feel really bad because like I've signed a contract with my current job saying that like I'll work for them and they'll pay me to like termination do we part. And, uh, but at the same time I'm sending all these other jobs like messages and I'm just like, hey baby, like I'd work overtime for you or <laughs> I don't know, shit like that. And it's getting really weird and I have to come up with uh, excuses for why I'm taking these other interviews. 
Um, so I'm going, I'm like calling it work and I'm like, yeah, I can't come in today. You have a doctor's appointment. They're like, you had a doctor's appointment last week. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sick. I just keep having doctor's appointments. I'm so sorry. And I feel like they're starting to get suspicious because they're like, hey, so do you think that maybe we could go on like a team building exercise together, like maybe in Seattle in a couple months? Like, wouldn't that be fun? Maybe we should do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so cool. I definitely want to go to Seattle with you, like definitely. Awesome, like, should you buy your ticket right now? We can go to Seattle in a few months, do some team building exercises, that'll be great. Yeah, about that, I don't know if I should buy my ticket yet. It's just getting super awkward. Um, I don't know. I feel really terrible about it, and then I'm talking to these other jobs, and they're getting really needy. They're like, so what's up with your other job? I'm like, stop asking about them, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really remember what else I was going to say about that, to be totally honest. But, okay, so the worst thing that I did, and I felt really fucking bad about this. Um, so I've been interviewing with these other positions. It's super awkward. Um, but the other day, like, I didn't make up a fake doctor's appointment, and I needed to do this interview. So I actually booked a conference room at my company to, like, take a call with them so I basically fucked another guy in my boyfriend's bed like that's what I did so I felt really awful about that um I don't really have anything else to say so thank you having sex with other employers in her own employing place. Yay! I'm like, wow, jobs are cool. There are places that give you money for working? I didn't know about that. I'm a socialist. Your next comedian is a super funny guy. He has an amazing show here on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Fifi or F-E-F-Y or Fuck Everything, Fuck You. He had the most amazing show during the uh 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. There was such a blackout. I know, there were like six bottles and there was a whole bar up here and everyone had a beautiful time and it was an amazing podcast and you're an amazing person and right now you guys are gonna laugh at fucking jokes. Give it up for Tim Pizza. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I don't really listen to music. But could somebody tell me if there's a death metal song about losing your cell phone? Because when I can't find my cell phone, I want a death metal song about that. Um, this is all new material tonight, so I'm going to read off my phone. I apologize. Uh, I've been trying to date a classier type of woman. I've been uh, trying to be a gentleman. So I've made a list of uh, all the qualities a gentleman should have. <coughs> A gentleman rips a door off a wall before a woman enters. A gentleman chokes just the right amount during sex. A gentleman will pet the dog until completion. A gentleman will kill Randy Quaid on sight. A gentleman 
cleans up with wet naps after masturbating on the bus. A gentleman is offended if his date doesn't curtsy when he farts. A gentleman will never lock eyes with camel toe. <laughs> a gentleman always walks away backwards from his own reflection. <laughs> a gentleman will always choose death over a ride in a Miata. Yes! Oh, amen! A gentleman quietly masturbates on the porch if his partner falls asleep mid-coitus. A gentleman sternly holds eye contact with his partner's dog for the duration of intercourse. They just keep going. <laughs> a gentleman will unhinge his jaw and swallow his date whole before letting another gentleman whisk her away. A gentleman also knows which direction to cartwheel. A gentleman will not dance on your grave. He will pogo stick for hours on the top of your tombstone. And he always winks before slapping a child. <laughs> a gentleman always sneaks off to masturbate before platonic cuddling. And he will never participate in any form of transaction with a puppet. A gentleman will hand you a tissue afterwards. A gentleman will never discuss your reptilian heritage. <laughs> and finally, a gentleman doesn't Instagram his real breakfast, just the one that you packed for him. Wow, wow. Thanks, I'm Timothy Pizza. Oh, yeah. He did a tight three. You guys, Timothy Pizza. If you guys don't lift a Fifi, I don't know what's wrong with you. F-E-F-Y, fuck everything, fuck you. It's a great, great podcast. Uh, you should listen to it uh, Tuesday it nights. And that's on iTunes. He's actually a real person. Like, we do things here. We have an RSS feed, but no one's smart enough to put it on, including me. This show, I know, this show is not on iTunes because I'm too dumb. And I'm like, I have a dumb phone and I don't give a shit about the universe. Uh, your next comedian he found us online, and I'm super excited about it. And we're gonna, none of you have heard him before. That means you must clap wildly, like you've never clapped before for Rusty Shackelford. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. I like puppets. <laughs> Hey, you were talking about that lady who shot the, or the baby who shot the mom in the back. I thought that was funny, too. I thought that was hilarious. Only thing is, I was thinking, she'll probably listen the next time he calls shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just got back after eight years in Iraq and Afghanistan. Thanks, but I just had a shitty travel agent. <laughs> so now that I'm back, trying to stay in shape, but I don't want to get in too good a shape. Fit white guy my age equals fitness buff. Fit black guy my age equals ex-convict. <laughs> Especially in Oakland. So, 
I am an older guy, probably older than most, if not all of you here. And I thought that at a certain age, after I hit a certain age, I would quit being profiled, that people would stop being afraid. Nope. Thanks, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I got profiled last night because my sweater was too colorful. Cops frisked me for roofies and pudding pops. That didn't happen, but I have actually been pulled over before. First time I got pulled over, I learned not to be a smart ass with the cops. They pulled me over, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be cool. He comes over, he's like, standard, okay, do you know why I pulled you over? And I go, quota? <laughs> so I don't think everybody's racist. Sometimes it's just me being paranoid. I live in an apartment in Oakland, and one day I was coming back from the laundry room. Um, I have to pass by another apartment, which is my next door neighbor, which is, our, which is a, a, a white woman. And as I was coming back from the laundry room, I happened to surprise her as she was coming out of her apartment. She saw me and slammed the door. And I was like, okay, we're neighbors. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta resolve this right now. I'm tired of this, it's been nine months. So I said, excuse me, you I'm your next door neighbor. You can't be scared of me because I'm black. I'm gonna live here and I can't deal with that. We're neighbors. And she goes, I'm not scared of you because you're black. I'm scared because you don't have any pants on. <laughs> there is one other black guy that lives in my building. There's only two of us. And he doesn't like me either. I don't know why, he never says a word. So I'm coming up with my own reasons. I'm thinking maybe he thinks that since he's old and I'm younger, that I'm his replacement. <laughs> and maybe they're gonna kick him out. I'm afraid I'm gonna come back tonight and he's gonna be standing there. There can be only one! <laughs> so I work in an office. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I started dating here in the Bay Area. I moved here from LA. And um, I started using this thing called Tinder. The Tinders. And um, I met up with this one woman at a bar the other night, and um, we actually hit it off. She was pretty cool. We had a lot in common. We're both nerds. We both have a quirky sense of humor, and we both have very large penises. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm gonna leave with this. I moved up here from LA, as I mentioned. Mainly for the job, but mostly because of heartbreak. My girlfriend down there broke up with me. She said I wasn't black enough. Yeah, I know, that's weird. Ironic, because she was white. So I pushed her down and stole her purse. Now I can't get rid of her. Thank you, that's my time. Shacklebird all the way from LA. It's the first time. I hope he comes back again and again and again. We're going to move right now on the list. He wasn't there on his time, but we're going to get him up right now. Uh, we're really excited. He's a very, very funny man, and you were wearing bright colors. I don't know if there's a fight happening outside or whatever, but I'm sure that you'll work your way through it. Put your hands together for Ashton Tate. Yeah. Yes. What's up, people, relatives, soon to be? How you guys doing? Great. 
I have a hard time uh, giving declarative statements. I don't even know if this is one right now. Is it? I'm not sure. I just, uh, I'm really a, a passive guy. I'm like, uh, you know, the Boy Scout who, who sits around the corner of the fire, you know, waiting for someone to ask to play a song. And then I come in with the B-verse. That's what, uh, I was that guy. Because, uh, I don't know, I just have a hard time telling people directly what to do, especially now with political season. A lot of people like telling people what to do. I don't like that. Uh, I'm not really. That's why I don't like bumper stickers. Bumper stickers are too declarative. Save no, Bumper stickers don't say save money. That would be pretty cool if they did. be nice. Uh, they say things like, hey, I ran 13.2 miles. And uh, stuff like coexist. Um, usually, usually those people are always driving alone, though. That's that's the weird thing. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I I wish there were more bumper stickers that were on the front of your car. You know, stuff that admit that like what you don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I'd probably wear those on my car. Stuff like honk if I'm not using my blinker, or uh, you know, let me know if my gas cap's open. Stuff like that. <laughs> I know when I'm at fault. Uh, I saw, I was with my girlfriend and we were walking in this bad part of town and this guy crossed the street towards us and he was wearing a hooded sweatshirt uh, around his waist. So I was like, honey, hold on to your map of the city. Um, can't trust these guys. Uh, what? I, uh, anyone here have a, work in a ship? <laughs> no one does. No one works in ships. I hope that it, business dies. You do? All right, well, you, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll find something else. We don't need ships anymore. We got computers. You don't see computers waiting out in the water to when their turn is to come in the dock. You know? What are those sh ships doing out there? Just, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they, making love out there? And the... As the sun goes down, that's the problem when you're on the boat. Everything looks romantic from that point of view. You're like, what do I do today? I guess we'll just, you know, make love. Um, are you, I, I, before I knew that computers were going to take control of the world, I wanted to work on a ship, honest to God. I uh, went down to the dock, and uh, I had to look up what that was. I went down to the dock, which is at Fisherman's Wharf, and uh, I tried using the lingo to get a job, Never worked in that field before, so I just ended up asking guys if they needed an extra semen. Um, and uh, and the guys asked to see my hands, which had zero blisters on them, and they asked why, and I was like, because I use lotion. Why else would you not have blisters? Um, who's Who has blisters these days? Fucking Weight Watchers? Weight, weight, wa weight Watchers? Um, trying to get in that biz. Trying to get in the old... Uh, the old uh, modeling biz. Um, I uh, went to a swingers party. It's pretty cool. It was pretty great. Uh, they told me to bring chips, so I just brought two guys named Chip, and uh, that does not feel great. I uh, that felt too punny. Uh, <laughs> what's something else that I could say? <clears throat> We've got about 19 seconds left. Uh, I like to be the guy. Exactly. I'm the guy. I'm the guy at the uh, New Year's Eve ball dropping party who knows the exact time. Because uh, that's what that's what happens when you don't have someone next to you. You just you keep the dial, keep the old dial. 
I give everything, not just the time I give where everyone's, what direction they're facing, you know? I really like to, I really like to bring the whole thing to a good new year. So uh, my name's Ashton, and have a good new year. Bye. All right. Is Jesse here? No. His set goes away to our comedian who showed up, who's a huge supporter of the station. He's actually on the PBR commercial. Sing, did you know that Sid Sing can sing? It's it's so ironic and that it's true, it's bizarre. He's gonna make you guys laugh. Put your hands together for your last comedian of the night. Sid Sing! Here's the story of that. I uh, This one time I did karaoke with a porn star, it happened, and she just was a better singer than me, and I think I got drunk and I got envious, and then I recorded a PBR commercial where I sang. Uh, that's the story of that. Those are all the details you need to know. Uh, Pam, I just want to i want to know what your inner monologue was before this mic where you were like, I don't have my horn. You know what? You don't need that horn. Pam, you are that horn, okay? You can do this, Pam. Practice, practice, practice. And you're like, all right, got it. Nailed it, got it. Uh, yeah, that that is the Disney movie about Pam's life, I feel like. Uh there's joy, sadness, and horn. Those are the three things. All right. Uh, now that I've made fun of the person nice enough to give me stage time, uh, I'm friends with a beautiful woman right now, like good friends with a beautiful woman, uh, which is like a, uh, it's tougher than I imagined it would be, you know? Because when you're just friends with a beautiful woman, you are friends with a woman, you know? But when you're good friends with a beautiful woman, you are friends with a woman and seven dudes who want to bang her. Like that's, it's so much more work. It's a, and the worst part is they all look at me like I'm gonna be that recommendation letter that puts them over the top. Like they're like, if I'm friends with this guy, you never know. You know, it's not gonna help. I don't think she's friends with me for like my guy recommendations. I don't think she's like, hey, Sid, guy who sometimes is bad at microwaves. Tell me how to love. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's her game plan going into it. Hey, guy who sometimes uses his stomach as a plate. Help me out with my soulmate. That's, it's weird. People are always like, oh, so you want to sleep with her? That's probably one of the reasons you're her friend. And uh, yeah, I do want to sleep with her. But not like, uh, like excessively. You know what I mean? Like, like, they, I don't know how to put, there's just other things we can still be friends about. Like, I don't know how to, I think it's weird that no one thinks that you can still be friends with someone you want to sleep. Yeah, let me, put it, let me put it this way, right? If my friend, my, I have a buddy named George, all right? He's actually one of the seven guys trying to bang her right now. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> let's say I had a friend named George, and he just had, just like a, he bought the new Xbox, right? And he was like, yo, Sid, I don't care how good of friends we are, I'm never going to let you play with this Xbox, even though I know you really want to play with this Xbox, because quite frankly, to be honest, you don't look like you play with Xbox that much. I know you want to, but I'm pretty sure you've played with Xbox maybe twice, you know? Quite frankly, when we first became friends, I thought you were into PlayStation, to be honest. <laughs> right? Like, even if you said all of those things, you know, I would still talk to him about Game of Thrones, and I'd be like, that would still be something... I would let myself do, it feels worth it. Cause you know what? I need someone's HBO Go password. All right. Uh, wow, wow. Uh, I just saw that show on Netflix called Characters. So I'm gonna do a character for you guys. Uh, uh, this is a Def Jam comic who is not so secretly a virgin. All right. 
ladies, make some noise. Yeah. Yo, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for this. Ladies, where that pussy at? You know what I'm saying? Where that pussy at? Like, is it like is it here? Like, is it in this? Is it in this area? Yo, yo, yo. I know I spent those first... I spent the first 59 minutes of my set telling you that men and women are different. But you ever notice how like men don't have pussies in their elbows, but like maybe women do, maybe, right? It's possible, it's possible. Hey, you ever notice how like, again, like I told you black people and white people are different. That was supposed to be my closer. But you ever notice how like white people won't tell you where it is and also black people won't tell you where it is, man. It's not, I just want to know. Am I, I feel like I'm too low. Am I too low when I get, cause here I feel, all right guys, that's a uh, Def Jam comic. Sounds ridiculous. Thank you guys, have a nice. It's fucking crazy anyway. Sit and can't find the clitoris, yay. We'll figure that out on our next show. This has been Happy Hour. Everybody clap wildly for Trina for running the boards on the ones and twos. There's gonna be some commercials in the interim, but then we're gonna be back. In 10 minutes with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We have a great lineup tonight. It's going to be crazy awesome. Uh, the machine that dispenses beverages is working in the back. I hope you guys all come back and everybody's happy. And uh, this has been a really excessively happy, happy hour. So clap it up for yourselves. Yay! I've been Pam Benjamin. I'll see you guys next week. Bye! They should go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs. Yes, and they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh my God. Weed to make you sleep. Like, does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two 
weeks for free. Alta. Absolutely. Try Alta.com. Hey, you psychedelic junkies. Need something to do Tuesday, March 1st? Well, get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m. for a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF. Featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band, UN, Hissing, and Cardinal Worm. Also, another band to be announced. Same place, same time. $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you Ooh, do. Yes. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com yeah. for calendar of events and we will see you 3316. By the way, opening day of our special midnight comedy showcase for the mutiny comedy festival i see you guys there hell yeah industrial metals taking over Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of L.A., Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminal sf 
Ribbon is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dick bag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 1993. Tony's box home. Let the brainwash, the mighty brainwash. Oh, yes, we got them jokes. Seven nights a week. Sponsored by True Hunt. Sunlight out of UK, Primitive Man of Denver, and Cult Leader, Salt Lake City, 8 p.m., $10, July 15th, brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit SubliminalSF.com. Or check them out on Facebook. See you then. Asiento, this locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant, is excited to be a sponsor for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. We hope you'll join us any night at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing March 2nd through 6th at Asiento, 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. 
Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food without the restaurant uh, commitment. Siento. Don't be surprised if you suddenly find yourself at Asiento for the entire night. It feels just like home with bartender service. Asiento. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, 